Otani has the fighting spirit that we all adore. Hitting home runs with such ease, so he hits them all the more. He pitches with incredible power, together with the speed and the thrills. Watch him strike every batter out when he takes to the hill. Oh, Tiny has run into our hearts that love we hope he sees. So fight, fight, fight with all your might. Oh, Tiny leads the way to victory. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> right? That was, uh, that was a song that Joel actually wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dump on the Up, Season 4, Episode 10. My name is Joel. I just sang for you Otani's song. You're welcome, Tokyo. Yeah. Right? Written and directed by Joel Wright. Right. I am excited. I am excited about Shohei Otani. The season's going to be great. Ladies, the radio, eh? That's what you're going to hear every time he comes up to the <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight. Tonight is Thursday, March nope. 13th. Yes, yes Let's it is. Try again. Uh, oh, Tuesday. Shit. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I wish it was Thursday. Yeah, somebody's ready for Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, March 13th. My name is Joel. With me are Sam and Eli. Sam, how's it going? We're just doing well, sir. Eli, how's it going? Well, it's going well. Yeah. Better to be here as always, Joe. We're getting closer to baseball. Thank God. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> This podcast has been pretty bare bones. <laughs> Super Bowl, honestly. I was thinking about that. In the past, we have taken the time between the Super Bowl and first pitch off, but not this season. We're going straight through. No, I feel like in the past we've taken the from uh, like Christmas until first pitch off. Yeah, I feel like one recap episode before the beginning of the season and that's it. Yeah. We usually do a Super Bowl episode, I think. Right. And that's it. That's like our off-season special is the Super Bowl episode. Right. And, <laughs> and a couple of times we take, we've stopped even before the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this past year, I don't think we did the World Series, right? right? Or did, you guys do, did you guys do episodes while I was gone? I no, was you were out of the country. We did not do the World Series this year. <laughs> <laughs> we, we As fix. a contributor slash listener, I do appreciate the consistency that's happened thus far this year. We're, we're trying to put in the extra work this season. Yeah, think, great. I think it, it's, it's, it's showing off. It's It's... Working out, but we need you people to listen and get your friends to listen because this podcast is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, and brilliant too. And brilliant too, and well produced. <laughs> you learn something new every episode too. If you learn something new, it's very educational. We've learned, we've right. learned a lot. Well, 
for example, if you hadn't listened to this episode, you wouldn't know that Joel has the voice of an angel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> I almost did a spit take just then. That would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the end of the podcast. Joel spits his beer all over his computer and ruins everything. <laughs> I'm surprised that has not happened yet. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, baseball's coming, so we are making it work. Eli, you... So are you, you're almost on spring break, right, Joel? Tech, very, very, I, yes. Yes. <laughs> what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I am not teaching children again until after spring break. Today was my last day teaching children. Today it was. Today it was. Oh, nice. The, All right. The kids are coming tomorrow, but I'm on professional development day tomorrow. So that I get like to... a suspension for teachers? <laughs> yeah. I got... PED. I failed my PED test, so I have a one-day suspension pending union uh, arbitration. Isn't it more like recess for teachers? <laughs> yeah. Well, suspension is recess for kids. I hate suspension. Yeah. Don't suspend people. That's the stupidest. That suspension is the most backwards disciplinary concept ever. Hey, kid. Really? Oh, yeah. Hey, kid. You got in trouble at school. As punishment, take two days off from school. Right. Go I can home. think of more backwards punishments. Sure. Like giving them hey, a school. Hey, punishment. <laughs> you, you seem to be bullying all of these children. You know, here's a club. <laughs> you have to carry you have to carry this around all day. It's kinda heavy. <laughs> take that. Yeah, <laughs> take that kid. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, so tomorrow I will be spending all day in an office learning about teaching reading and I will not be on Facebook or Twitter at all. Or, or drinking. Or drinking. <laughs> right. Those days, Maybe. There, there are times, it's so close. There are times when I wish I did not have to go to those meetings and I could just teach. But there are other times, like right now, when I'm going, oh, thank God, I don't have to go teach tomorrow. <laughs> it, right. So this is like basically the beginning of your week without a shirt or pants, right? Pretty much. Now, Thursday is parent-teacher conferences. So uh, I uh, guess technically I have to wear pants. Right. To no, that's just the day when you have to be like, no, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, I actually do wear pants when I'm teaching children. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not teaching the children now. So. Well, yeah. there you go. Do you see any children here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best. Give team. me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook the other day, I asked the question, who is the best fictional teacher of all time? Uh-huh. Got some pretty good responses. I think the... Fictional teacher? Fictional teacher. Who is the best... Fictional teacher of all time. I feel like the consensus winner was Edna Krabappel. Um, oh, yeah. Who? yeah Mrs. Krabappel. Mrs. Mrs. Oh, Krabappel! Mrs. <laughs> um, yeah. what, what about 
What about Robin Williams from that movie where he drives the student to kill himself? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I several of my Facebook, I'll, I'll call them acquaintances. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They're nice people, but we're not actually friends. They're just Facebook friends. That's Facebook friends, yeah. Yeah, they kept bringing up, his name's John Keating, Robin Williams from Dead Poet Society. I twice went on very long Facebook rants about why he is a terrible teacher. <laughs> including Seize the day, kill yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, what about, uh... job number one is to try to prevent students from committing suicide, and he fails at that. <laughs> and he's teaching at Phillips Andover, fictional Phillips Andover. His students are all Kerry's and Kennedy's and Bush's. That's the easiest demographic to teach. Yeah. Stand on your desks. Don't stand on your desks. Have you seen that scene from Community? No. Where the inspirational teacher comes. Everybody, get on your desks. Why do we not stand on the desks? Why is there a rule that you're not supposed to stand on your desks? And then one of the desks breaks and the kid collapses <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, dead boat style is lame. What about, like, that teacher from Harry Potter that was actually the bad guy and was, like, in his head? The... Professor Snape? <clears throat> no. Dolores Umbridge? Oh, oh Dolores no. Umbridge, that's a good yeah. one. People yeah. brought up McGonagall, which I thought was a good call. I forget her yeah. first name. You're it's thinking of... It's an evil teacher, right? No, it's the first one, and he's like a normal guy, and he wears a big quibble all the time. Oh, quibble. Yeah, quibble. Yeah. And it turns out that, like, Lord Voldemort is actually, like, in a baby, a baby his on head. his head. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like whoever's hiring the teachers at that school is actually the terrible teacher. <laughs> Dumbledore. Yeah. Right, Dumbledore. 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 Because it's yeah. like, yeah. everyone, there's just so many horrible teachers in that series. There's the one guy who like, wrote all those adventure novels, right? Right. <laughs> but he actually didn't even know how to do magic. Right. <laughs> he just stole the credit from other people. I love... Yeah, not the, a great betting process in HR. I love the, you know, it's the defensive against the dark arts position that's open every year for a new yeah. teacher to come take. I love right. that. We actually... They give it to a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. We actually have a and job. a crazy guy with one eye who's not actually the crazy guy. But... Right. Uh, yeah. Right. That one is... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about the books, but in the movies, that continuity really doesn't make sense because you spend this entire movie getting to know him. What's his name? Mad-Eye Sweeney, right? Mad-Eye Moody. Moody. You get to know... Oh, right, Mad Sweeney, Mad Eye Moody. I'm getting my crazy Irishman confused. Um, <laughs> you, you get to know Mad Eye Moody, and he's this great friend to Harry Potter, and then he turns out to actually be David Tennant, and then they capture right. David Tennant, and that's the end of that movie, and then you see him in the next movie, and Moody is still... And he's exactly the same. Right! Right, and you're like, wait, wouldn't Harry Potter have some kind of fucked up Stockholm Syndrome? Why? How could he trust this guy? The entire guy that we got spent three hours getting to know as a lovable, 
yet gruff mentor figure was actually the psycho locked in a box. <clears throat> well, because what you don't realize is in the books is that he keeps him alive in the book in the box so he can learn all of his personal traits, and he has to become the guy so that he can trick mm. Professor Dumbledore. So the continuity actually might make more sense than you think because of a discrepancy between the guy who was faking to be Moody and the actual professor of Mad-Eye Moody himself. That makes sense. I still contend that... Well, I guess the whole point is that Harry Potter has a fuck-ton of personal trauma that he's working through. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. seriously. Right? Like, literally everyone who he, like, is his father figure gets killed. Right. (laughs) Like in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sometimes, sometimes right. Like not even, not even like separately, but yeah, all at once. <laughs> yeah, those books get Based one year at a time too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is actually one of my favorite things about the Harry Potter books, and I haven't read all of them, but the difference between. The first one and probably the second one being kind of light-hearted children's fair. And then the sixth and seventh ones are like dark magic holocaust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like torture and like, yeah, really yeah. horrible stuff. Well, that was the genius of that book because I, when I was growing up, I was growing up at the same pace pretty much as... Harry Potter was. And so, like, you were growing up with the books. Right. And I remember having that thought exactly when I started reading the fifth or sixth book and being like, holy shit. Yeah. This shit getting real. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, I'm reading about wizards flying around on fucking brooms. Right. 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 (laughs) And we all know that Quidditch does have a big part in this podcast. Right. We, we still need to do <laughs> the, the Quidditch game. Corner. Yeah. Joel's, Joel's Quidditch Corner. <laughs> <laughs> this week in Joel's Quidditch Corner, Bennington upset Vassar with a grand snitch in the last five seconds of the match. <laughs> what a surprise. We actually, I'm actually yeah. going to look that up. Who is good at Quidditch? <laughs> Who's the best Quidditch squad? Yeah. I never understood that game in those books or movies because it's like, it doesn't really matter what yeah. anybody else does on the field. It's just whoever catches that fucking snitch yeah. wins the game. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, right. And there's, there's, like, too there's like six other people on the team and they're totally like... Pointless. It doesn't matter right. what they do. Right. Yeah. Well, that, there's there's a little, little well actually yeah. <laughs> put your glasses on. <laughs> Just like I'm gonna throw this out there, there's a little bit more strategy involved in that because you're also competing for total points against all of the houses. Oh, like so, in say that you had a low-scoring game, like in the first matchup of the year, up those points and beat the team, so you might like. You would you would want to wait to catch the snitch and jack up a bunch of points with Quaffle. You know uh, what I'm saying? But then you risk losing. I, the, yeah, I guess the so. game. Oh man! All right, you ready? Official U.S. Quidditch yeah. standings. 
2017-2018 season? Uh-huh. Wait, hold on. Let me guess. Like, it's some of... It's college? It, no, it's... It's Middlebury, It's club. It? It's club. So some of these are colleges... Most of these are not colleges. Some of them Isn't are. Isn't it Middlebury? Colleges. It's not Middlebury. I don't see Middlebury no. on the list. Number one, though. I'm going to say, like, uh, hold on. Like, maybe, like, Saratoga Springs. Uh, no, Rochester United is number 13. Hmm. Is that Rochester, New York? As in Rochester. I assume so. I don't know. Kind of afraid to click on these links. Number one. <laughs> number one, Quidditch Club Boston. They went 15-1 and one in the 2017-2018 season. Huh. Yep. Uh, go no, Boston. Go Boston. You got the Patriots. The Celtics, the Red Sox, and Quidditch Club yeah. Boston. It's just carrying the domination <laughs> in the professional sports, including Quidditch. <laughs> the big three plus Quidditch. <laughs> the big, big four plus Quidditch. Um, I'm just scrolling some of these other... The Bosnian Bear Sharks. Texas, Texas State University San Marcos went 26-5. and five. Damn. Uh, San Marcos. Arizona State, 1905. <laughs> University of Rochester. Oh, there are two Rochester clubs. They must be rivals. Rochester they, Rochester United went 16 and 6. But University of, of these teams have like weird like Harry Potter names. I'm trying to get yeah, some of them do. So you've got the Lost Boys. Be bad. That's bad. <laughs> um, the Bale Sharks. Uh, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. Most that's of not them are like Kansas Quidditch. That's a muggle word. Yeah. The University of Rochester Thestrals. Yeah, there you go. The Rain City Raptors. Nope. Uh, NYU Quidditch. Most of it's just like Miami University Quidditch. The Northern Arizona University Narwhals. Yeah. Ooh, the RIT, that's Renzelu, right? Renzelu, is that how you pronounce it? Institute of Technology. The, the Dark Monks. The Pence. Dark Monks, huh? Monks, like a monk oh, of uh, darkness. What? Like the, the Dark Monks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Don't know where they came up with that one. Uh, Nittany Lions is the mascot. I, I know. I was trying to make a joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Actually. <yeah. laughs> the, here's, here's my favorite one so far. The Tufts Tufflepuffs. Oh, all right. Nice. <laughs> Ooh, the Long Beach Funky Quaffles. That's a good one. <laughs> they sound like a bunch of stoners. Yeah. Silicon Valley Scroots. The Philadelphia Honey Badgers. That seems to be mixing your metaphors there. I'm, I'm down into the, the 60s now. We're out of the elite ranks of Quidditch clubs right now. The Valkyries. 
Oh, now you're getting into the bottom of the barrel of the, yeah. the professional San, San, you know, San Jose State went 11 and 11. UNC Chapel Hill went 5 and 10. The, That's garbage. Yeah. The, Do they have like a Quidditch Cup? I don't know. I'll find out. Uh, if they do, we should go. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, they, they used to they used to play Quidditch on my college campus. Wait, wait, and it, it's like a, a full campus thing, so you don't really know where the fuck they are at any given time. They could be playing like <laughs> you know a quarter of a mile away, and oh, you just see some dude run by who's in one of those full body suits that's completely yellow and yelling. I'm the snitch. I'm the snitch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not the way it is in the books, though, or the movie. Movies. Well, you, they don't have brooms. There's like a stadium, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't actually have magic flying balls. Right. Right. So a guy has to be the snitch because the snitch has to not want to get caught. Right. And so the the, the way they deal yeah. with not being able to go up and down. They just broaden the scope as to what is the stadium, and it's a campus-wide thing. Well, but don't they have to shoot it into goals? Not the snake. Not sure how that part works. No, yeah, they have goals. They have goals. <laughs> it actually gets pretty physical sometimes. It's a good game. I, I really like watching Quidditch. It's fun. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying we should just go to the Quidditch World Cup. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hofstra, the Hofstra Flying Dutchman. Sam, didn't we play Hofstra in rugby? Yep. Yeah. We sure did. Uh-huh. They crushed us. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Within Gamut Quidditch at VCU. The Within Gamuts. Stockton. I'm trying to find Creighton. Oh, you know what this is going to segue us into is Moach Madness. That they, they should just do Moach Madness for Quidditch. Yeah. Man. They just like... Brackets. Just... Brackets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Middlebury went... That would be a really good... If they were smart with their marketing, they would do a March Madness that like coincided with the, yeah. the NCAA tournament. Because yeah. nobody gives a shit about college basketball any other no. time no, right. Right. Sam, I think that there's an opportunity here to expand your personal marketing campaign from oh beyond yes. just the XFL and now <laughs> widen that umbrella to include for Quidditch also. Quidditch. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to pitch it to Vince McMahon. Uh, I told you guys he got in trouble, right? Big what do you do? Huh? Sexually harassed people. Like everyone. Vince McMahon? Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm no. Shocked. I'm shocked. Why I never. Take me through. <laughs> Wait, the creator of WWF World Wrestling Federation? <laughs> I know. Monocle is a poppin'. <laughs> uh, I probably shouldn't joke about that. But Did that you just say monocles are popping? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the high expression. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hold on, hold on. I want to I finish Quidditch before we move on because 
Middlebury. Okay. I thought Middlebury was supposed to be really good. They went two and fifteen. Oh, Shit. that's garbage. Yeah, yeah. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Bringing great shame to the school of Middlebury, more like I Middle you, Sucky. I bet Derek Jeter just bought that team. <laughs> and it's selling all their good players. <laughs> he just traded away. He just sent all of their best players to the Yankees, and like nobody knows what to do now. <laughs> the number one seeker in the country is like in Double A, Double A Trenton. Nobody, nobody knows what to do. Stanford <laughs> is two and thirteen. <laughs> Like, you can't have that fucking broom in the clubhouse, bro. <laughs> it's like, he can run the bases like no one else, but only if he's got a broom between his legs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So do you guys have NCAA woke brackets? No. Nah. Sure do. Yeah. I tried to bring it up at work. Yesterday, nobody was interested, so. Right. Yeah, it's a total crapshoot. I, I filled out yeah. my brackets, and I was like, mm, I've heard of Kentucky before. They're probably pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to know That's my dark horse team prediction? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alabama. Oh, good mm. one. You want to know why? Roll Tide. Yeah. I... I I was looking at the bracket, and Alabama plays Virginia Tech in the first round, and my immediate reaction yeah. was, oh, that would be a good bowl game. <laughs> um, Alabama, earlier this season, at the beginning of the year, uh -huh. they got in a fight with the other team they were playing against. And their entire bench ran onto the court, and they all got kicked out. And they won so, that game. No, 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 oh. hold on. Wait. So there are five guys on the court. There's like 15 minutes left in the half, in the second half, in the game. There's 15 minutes left in the game. With like 12 minutes left in the game, one of their players fouls out. And then with 11 minutes left in the game, another player injures his ankle. Right. So there's only three guys on the court. <laughs> yeah. for they didn't have to forfeit. They were allowed to just keep playing with three guys. They, the, yeah, the rules are that they don't have to forfeit if the umpire, if the referees think that the game is still competitive. Okay. Like if the refs think that the game is not competitive anymore, they'll just call it. Okay. I was wondering about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like at the discretion of the officials. Okay. Hmm. But <clears throat> so anyway, they were at that time ranked 25th. I don't know what they ended up being ranked, Alabama. Not um, in the top 25. And they were playing Wisconsin, who was ranked like 16th or uh -huh. something. Uh -huh. So they were playing a higher ranked team than them, uh -huh. and they lost. But they only lost by, I think, three points. Oh, they oh, lost. Yeah. I thought they won that. And they. I thought they wanted to, but they didn't. I just read about it again uh -huh. yesterday. <laughs> but so they played. <clears throat> first of all, what I, the reason I think that makes them like a dark horse to go deep into this tournament is because a they're willing to fight clearly because uh -huh. they're they got the fight right. Uh huh. 
And then they played for over 10 minutes with only three guys on the team against on the court against a team that was like supposedly better than them. Uh-huh. Ended up losing by five points or three points or something. That's pretty so, embarrassing for Wisconsin. Right. It's like, so anyway, they got pluck. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm down to that. Sweet. I got Cincinnati winning all the way, but there's no signs behind it. Right. You just think you just like like their Bearcats. Bearcats are putting chili on pasta. Oh, I do. But I just like randomly flipped to one of the divisional championship games, and I kind of remember Cincinnati winning, but I wasn't like hundred percent sure that it was them. Yeah, that's the, that's the best. <laughs> based way to on go. that partial knowledge, I was like, hmm, maybe Cincinnati's pretty good, guys. Yeah. The champions. <laughs> that's a pretty reasonable way to pick them. Yeah, I I pick against Duke. Against Duke. Yeah, I always pick against Duke. I, I got know. URI beating them in the second round. There you go. I like that. Yeah, go URI. What do, What are you, the Flying Dutchman or something like that? Uh, it's the Rhode Island URI Rams, and then they're so they're in it, and then as is the Providence Friars. Friars. Uh, they're also in it. That's what so I was thinking of. The Friars. Two Rhode Island teams. Yeah. And a tiny little state gets the populace. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, what's the what's the breakdown there? Uh, it's about half and half of the people that I meet here are either roadie fans or PC fans. Because isn't URI also in Providence? Uh, no, it's down in the southern part of the state. But you know, Rhode Island is thirty-seven by forty-two miles. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's so da- like down in the it's southern part of the state is like yeah. 20 minutes away. <laughs> 20 minutes away. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, so who are you rooting for then? You are I? Um, I really, you know, I actually went to a couple of games of both of them this year. Uh-huh. And they both, they both have actually pretty good teams. But I think that um, based on just my limited watching of the two teams, I actually thought the URI meant, and that's typically not the case. PC usually puts a, a better team forward. I like but, URI um, because we'll it sounds like either you're saying you all I or you <laughs> all I, like we are the same person. <laughs> URI. Yeah, you, yeah. I feel like URI sounds like a medical screening procedure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I gotta go ahead and get a URI <laughs> in the old doctor's office. Not another one. Yeah. 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 My earlobe is killing me. <laughs> Didn't we already make this joke about something? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, the best humor is repeated. I'm getting a sure. flash I'm getting a flashback right now. Yeah, it's a rule of threes, Joel. Okay, Deal with it. I got gotcha. you. Can I, can I talk, talk about the? I, I know this is way off season right now, but today was kind of a really insane day for the New England Patriots, and I just want to tell you briefly why. Okay, go. Oh, um, Tom Brady chugged a beer. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't oh, with, see that, with but I did hear some people freaking out about him today, so that must have been what they were talking about. Tom Brady chugged a beer on the Colbert Lake Show. 
and you should watch the video. It's really, it's like, if you didn't weren't impressed with Tom Brady before. <laughs> Did he crush it? Oh, my God, dude. He's faster than I am. Well, <laughs> yeah. well that is a statement. That is a statement. <laughs> oh, man, guys. The U.S. Quidditch Cup is April 14th and 15th in Round Rock, Texas. We should Ooh. go. We so far away. Yeah, so far away. <laughs> but it's coming up. It's only next month. We can get tickets. <laughs> I bet we can. <laughs> <laughs> What's the closest airport to Round Rock, Texas? Oh, good question. Okay, keep talking about Tom Brady while I find the closest airport to Red Rock, Texas. <laughs> Round Rock, not Red Rock. Round Rock. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the Patriots today, they just had an absolute blow-up machine day. Oh, nice. Um, what happened? Oh, Danny Amendola so, got traded. Yeah, it started with Danny Amendola, who, of course, is one of the heroes of this postseason. Or he went to get a better deal in Miami, go and get paid. And then... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I never really hold it against players in the NFL to go get paid, because... Freaking brutal business they're in. Um, and then the uh, um, butler, who of course was the hero of the 2000, what was it, 13 or 2000? Yeah, 2013 or 14, um, uh, who was benched for the entire Super Bowl this last game, which the, the Patriots got criticized for. He got yeah, well, do we know Titans. why that happened? Uh, I guess, I guess he knew all week. It came out later that he was having a shitty week, and that he might have gotten. I don't know if this was ever substantiated, but that he might have been caught with some weed, uh, but also was just getting beat all week. And they told him a couple of days ahead of time that he wasn't going to play. So it wasn't like a game time decision or anything. Um, they certainly could have used somebody with giving up like fifty points or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like a single stop that entire game. Right. And then um after that, um the they also got rid of um Dion Lewis, who is one of their best running backs, if not their best running back. Who also went to the Titans. So a lot of just major moves of really key players. Uh, the Patriots, which will make for an interesting upcoming season. Did they get anyone back for those or no? Uh, I know. I think this is all in free agency. Oh. Yeah. Malcolm Butler and Dion Lewis went to the Titans on the sand. Is it like the first day that you can make moves or what? Uh, there were a lot of NFL moves today because it was officially the start of the 2018 season. Mm. Triggered some sort of, yeah, probably something like that where you could actually start making moves. But anyways, I don't want to spend too much time talking about football because it certainly isn't that time of year. But just wanted to let you all know that that was going on. That's huge. Yeah. Um, Round Rock, Texas is outside of Austin. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
I probably could have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's playing Quidditch in Houston, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boston University has qualified. Creighton has qualified. Duke, Florida State, George Mason, Harvard, James Madison, the Lone Star Quidditch Club, Long Beach Funk Squaffles. Man, a lot of good teams. I think we should go. <laughs> hey, we totally should go. <clears throat> Cover it. I wonder if we could get... Oh, I wonder if we could get like, press. That's in like three weeks, though. That's like... Yeah, it's like a, yeah, three weeks away. We have to plan it now. Uh, <laughs> Not oh. sure I can get that time off of work. Right. I wonder if I can get, like, press... If we could, if we could go as press members of the press, probably. Yeah, we'd probably be the most legitimate outfit covering that <laughs> shit. We're here with Quidditch today, see? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be some nerd from the Daily Prophet, like. <clears throat> so I just pulled up a thing on USA Today. Uh, question, which March Madness, what if the mascots played in the NCAA tournament? What if the mascots played a game of five-on-five? Five? From the Jackrabbits to the Flyers and the Spartans to the Gales. Does that make sense? I think we've played this game before. Which, 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 uh, mascots would win... In a game of basketball, so, so the well, yeah. I mean, the New Mexico mascot is a cowboy, uh huh, and he presumably has a gun. So, <laughs> right, if you had some kind of titan or or god-like um, a member of your team, that you would win. Right. I mean, I feel like. Cowboy would beat, like, you know, a hornet. Like, hornets can't play basketball in real life. <laughs> you know, not even, like, a whole swarm of them would be able to play basketball. So, they don't explain it, but USA Today has the Clemson Tigers defeating the Auburn Tigers. I wonder how they decided that yeah. Clemson Tigers are superior to Auburn Tigers. They have the Michigan... Are they a different color? Possibly. They have the Michigan State Spartans winning it all. Uh, really? Defeating... Over the Cowboy. Defeating... Yeah. I, I wonder if they're assuming you can't use your guns in basketball. But I don't know. They have them beating... They have the Texas Tech Red Raiders getting to the Final Four. Red uh, Raiders? Yeah. Which is I feel like is a kind of a... Yeah, their final four are the Miami Hurricanes, the Xavier Musketeers, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, this is lame. I feel like uh, Hurricanes, their games would just keep getting canceled due to weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you why know? they don't play baseball. <clears throat> 
So it's like, oh, there's a hurricane inside of the building right now. There's no way we can play basketball. What? Game's canceled, go home. Yeah. Game's canceled, Tried go home. Pick Tried up dropping your... a three with that win, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> right. pick, up, pick up your weapons at the door. Spartans, Trojans, Knights. Cowboys. Okay. Cow- Cowboys. Musketeers. I think, uh, like, some college's mascot was just, like, the basketball players. But even, like, the football <laughs> team was, like, <laughs> Alabama basketball players of football, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder, yeah. Huh. <clears throat> or just, like, the athletes? Well. There's the Omaha athletes. Yeah. Um, what about the athletics? That's what I was thinking. But they're not a college team. Yeah. No, I think, but that's pretty close. I think the idea is that if it's a college team, how you know they all have to go under the same mascot. But what if right. the mascot was the gymnasts? Right. The pole vaulters. <laughs> right. The volleyball. The beach volleyball players. <laughs> the beach volleyball players. The Atlanta shot putters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the curlers. The Minnesota curlers. What if? Those guys Quidditch, are for sure. Yeah. What if Quidditch like becomes so pervasive in society that it's like the West, the West Bend Golden Snitches? <laughs> Golden Snitches sounds dirty. Yeah. Well, then it's like just opens it up to like trash talk by your rival team, being like, yeah. "Yo, snitches get stitches." Right. And then, like, just they would get beat up a lot, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quidditch players might be targeted as it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, baseball. Yeah, it's almost back. It's almost Fuck, back. So ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sunday was daylight savings time. And this may be an unpopular opinion of mine, but I love daylight savings. Why? Because it's all of a sudden light at 7 o'clock now? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, ah, like, I've got more light, and literally I can see the light at the end of the tunnel that is winter time. It's right. just one more symbol. What? So wait, but here's what I don't understand, is that, like, was it daylight savings... Just barely, or is it daylight savings now? I That's believe I it is. I believe it is daylight savings now, and that it's not like daylight savings is the time when the clock switches. It's like one of those right. periods of time is daylight savings. Time. Yeah, I think we are now in daylight savings, and the winter time is standard or something like that, which doesn't right. make sense because we spend most of the year in. The time that we're at now. Daylight savings. Yeah. All right, Joel. So I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. Where like, oh, oh, all of a sudden it's like seven o'clock and it's still sunny. I'm, right. I'm down with that, right? Right. right? What I'm not down with is like, why can't we change the clocks at like three p.m. on a Monday? You know? <laughs> like, like all of a sudden you're at uh, work. Works that. <laughs> 3 p.m., it's all of a sudden 4 p.m., and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, daylight savings. Fuck yeah. That would be awesome. 
Well, but then the other way around right. would suck. Though. Yeah. Because then it'd be like, you like, oh, shit, yeah. 3 p.m., only two more hours of work. And then it's like, sorry, bitch, it's two now. <laughs> no, but then that on that one, it would be like, Saturday you, can, night. you can do that overnight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Saturday because night. Because then, then the bar is hour at the bar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying they could they could choose the hours a little bit nicer than like you know Sunday so that Monday rolls around as shitty as that already is and all of a sudden you're waking up an hour fucking earlier. I've been having trouble with daylight savings time. Yeah, I didn't sleep Sunday. I'm on a Monday. I, I, I feel like I had a really really hard time. <laughs> Getting up in the morning the past two days. Yeah, that'll do it. I actually love it as a teacher because the kids are exhausted and have no energy to resist you. Like, ha <laughs> suckers. Your bodies don't know how to adjust. It's like, ha you don't drink coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or beer. You have this special grown-up drug. It's called... Well, I guess they're all on Ritalin, probably. A lot. Yeah. Or is Ritalin not a thing anymore for kids? Uh, I don't think that it is a thing, but they they do have anti. Yeah, they all have ADHD medication. Well, not all. There's, ADHD is highly prevalent right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so did, were we were we going to launch into baseball? Well, I think we should. Yeah. Some, sorry. some baseball has. We got, <laughs> we got 15 minutes. Um, yeah, J.K. Orieta. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, well, just to go back to... to Daylight savings. Spring, uh, sorry. Daylight savings. Yeah. Is that, like... I don't like the springtime daylight savings because I have a hard time in the morning sometimes, uh-huh. but it is a sure sign that spring is coming, like you said, along with baseball starting. That's, hmm. like... Yeah. It's like more than daylight savings time. The first baseball game of the year, that's fucking springtime to me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. this is what And I'm... it's like they're in Boston and it's like fucking ten degrees and yeah. it's raining somehow, even though it's well <laughs> below freezing and everyone's like miserable, you know? <laughs> miserable yet happy at the same time. Right. But that's springtime, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's springtime in New England. Fucking shitty. Everything's made out of mud. <laughs> and the Red Sox are playing, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He just got me pumped up, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah. I'm Did, really excited. Yeah. Every episode the last three weeks has been us just being going. Oh, baseball is one week closer. Baseball is one week closer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are a baseball podcast, supposedly. Supposedly. With a Quidditch corner. Yeah, exactly. We have a Quidditch bent, but we are a baseball podcast. (laughs) Show enough interest and we'll start a separate Quidditch podcast. We're not there yet. Oh, speaking of which, should I tell you guys about my uh, Oscar movie watching? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we talked a little bit last week about the Oscars and how (laughs) neither of us watched them. So that was not a very good conversation. But go ahead. Oh, well, I I got you. I got you. Yeah. 
So basically, I've, I've um, after this most recent award ceremony, my wife and I decided that we'd go back and watch every single uh, Best Picture winner from every movie uh, for the last 90 years, dating back to the 20s. Because that's how many Oscar award ceremonies there have been. <clears throat> and uh, basically, we're going one movie per decade in reverse because actually we were going to start in the 1920s and like I went to check out the movie and it's wings. That was the first um, best picture winner ever film. And it's like two and a half hours long. And I was like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe we'll start with the most recent movies and warm ourselves up to the silent. Uh, Yeah. You got to build up for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, been going back in reverse, and uh, thus far have watched the Hurt Locker. Oh yeah, um, how's that? Which I had, it's really intense. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Really, super duper intense. That was the year that was the uh, Avatar got the big snub, right? Yeah, yeah. And and what what is the director's name of the Hurt Locker? Uh, James Cameron's wife. So right. Ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. it's the first woman director mm-hmm. winner for Best Picture, I think. But we don't right. know, and I don't know who her name. ex-husband who did Avatar that year. Yeah, and she beat huh. him. Which was the biggest, the biggest movie, like the highest grossing movie of all time. And the first movie to use the new 3D technology that every movie's made with now. It was like such a huge deal. Catherine and they were Bigelow. like, oh. Her name's right, Captain it didn't win Shit, it didn't win anything. Yeah, her larker is pretty intense. I feel like there are, and and I I'll give a more a, a fuller report, but I have this hypothesis that like war movies do well in time of war. Oh yeah. Um, so like you know that movie came out in two thousand nine. A lot of. I guess it gives the average American maybe somewhat of a window into, you know, how tough war is, I guess. I don't know. But it seems to resonate with folks when, when that, you know, there's, there's some hardcore war movie. Yeah. In a place that that we're actually having war. What does that say about this today, this year, when a movie about fish sex won (laughs) Academy Awards? (laughs) <laughs> best picture. Uh, did you see that movie? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. It was, about, it was about bestiality. No, it's pescatality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual there's thing. Like, there's some, like, really, really weird people out there who are like, finally! Yeah. <laughs> finally we're being recognized as a legitimate people. <laughs> Just like surrounded by the soft glow of aquariums, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, that's all right. It's like times of war. There's war movies, and it's like times of whatever the fuck is going on right now. We get movies about fish sex. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Well, uh, Jimmy Kimmel said during the Oscar ceremony, he's like, "2017 is the year that." Men were so terrible that women started dating fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so then go backwards from 2009, went to 1999, which was uh, American Beauty. So and we both me and my wife had already seen that, so we skipped it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then went to 1989, which is Driving Miss Daisy. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, yeah. You're like, I might have. That movie beat out someone, was it Do the Right Thing in 1989? Driving I'm Miss, not sure. I think so. Driving Miss Daisy is one of those, oh, of course you went with this movie instead of that other movie. If you know what I'm saying. I'm going to Google it real quick. Like, um, it's about a really old lady, and that's what the yes. people in the Academy are. Well, and it's it's a safe <laughs> depiction of race relations. You know, this yeah. old old black man and this old oh. white woman slowly become friends over time, even though he is technically her servant. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone is actually nice people, and we can all yeah learn from each other. Whereas. Right. Do the as right. long as as long as the dark one is the servant, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, that's what you're saying. But at the same time, in 1989, Do the Right Thing came out, which was racism is a prevalent and persistent part of society, right. and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I I actually was saying um, when we got to this movie to my wife, I was like, oh shit, you know that. Like the farther we go back, the just yeah. the most terribly worse these movies are gonna get. Right, the <laughs> like, more racist they're gonna be. Yeah. And, women go. Yeah. and like, sure enough, so we just watched 1949, which has been her. Oh, nice. <laughs> three hours and 45 minutes long. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it goes on for fucking. It has an intermission. Have you ever seen a movie with a fucking intermission? <laughs> yes. What's, what uh, goes on in the intermission? Just music. You can get up. Screen. Intermission with really valiant music playing. You get a beer. You go to the bathroom. Huh. I actually it, went and took a piss. It worked out pretty well. <laughs> it's a great idea. You, uh, Invented before they had <laughs> pause. Yeah. Right. Uh, but in that movie, there's it's a it's a movie that takes place. Um, concurrently with the life of Christ, and it's about this Jew. Named Ben Hur, oh, yeah, yeah. and um, and it's movie. actually really quite amazing. And, and I was reading about it a little bit. And some people consider it the greatest movie ever made. Um, I I don't know if I go that far, but it is quite impressive. It's a 1949 movie, but there's a guy in it. There's a who plays a sheik, you know, like a Saudi Arabian, <laughs> um, and it's definitely a like white Welsh actor in blackface. <laughs> Right, and I, and I was like, right. "Yep, there it is, right there." Yeah, and Ben Hur's probably not Jewish either. They and he's that no, it's Charlton yeah. Heston, who's, oh, who's Charlton a, Heston, Episcopalian. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Episcopalian. Yeah, that's right. I, Heston Heston. I do know that movie. I'm not sure I've ever seen it, but I know it. Well, if you do watch it, make sure you make some time because <laughs> right. it's three hours and forty five minutes long. Okay, but what? Tell me, what was seventy nine, sixty nine, and fifty nine? Uh, nineteen seventy nine was um, forgettable. <laughs> no, what was it? Like any? nineteen sixty nine was Midnight Cowboy. Okay. Um, nineteen seventy nine was ah, I just fucking watched it. 
Um, Where are you finding these movies? Uh, most of them you can watch online. Uh-huh. Like, like not, you know, for, for the older ones, too, they're all in the public domain. Uh-huh. Like YouTube? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kramer versus Kramer was the 1979. Oh, interesting. And what about uh, 59? 69 was... Midnight Cowboys. Kramer versus Kramer is really sad and terrible, like, depressing. Um, I've heard of that movie, and I've never seen it, but I only ever think of... It's just... What's his name right. from Seinfeld? Right. The guy who plays Kramer playing, like, a parent trap version where he is... his. <laughs> Seinfeld and his twin brother. Right, right, yeah. You know? Yeah. And no, like, but that movie's bad at all. They have, like, they have like competing delis across the street or something, you know? <laughs> I, bet you could, I bet you could sell that movie. It's like they have... They, yeah. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer 2, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, that movie sounds way more enjoyable than the one that it actually was. Which is about like it's sad and divorce, this is the thing. Right? It was a movie about a di- about divorce yeah. in a time that like right. divorce was happening, but people were having a hard time reconciling with it society wise. Um, right. And so, nineteen sixty nine was Midnight Cowboy, which was so pretty du- fucking intense. Well, I don't know if you've seen Dustin that movie. Is Dustin Hoffman in both of those? What's that? Is Dustin Hoffman yeah. in both of those? Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's Meryl Streep and Dustin Hoffman and Kramer versus yeah. Kramer, and then uh, John Boyd. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and, uh, in uh, Midnight a, Cowboy, Midnight Cowboy was. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely movie. felt like it was made in 1969. It's basically. I'm not sure I saw that movie. It's basically Shape of Water, except with a cowboy instead of a fish monster. Yeah, well, the, the, the general theme, Sam, is that basically it's this Texan who's got some haunted past with his girlfriend, and they don't really make clear what happened, but something terrible happened. He decides that he's going to move to New York City and become a male prostitute. Right. And, like, he's super gun-ho and pumped up about moving to New York and like living this lavish lifestyle as a male prostitute who has sex with beautiful older women all the time for money and like quickly finds out that actually a more, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't work out. And like a more probable scenario is like him sucking dudes dicks in the back of a movie theater. Uh, Right. So, you know, it's like, super sad but the, it's funny because we were watching it my wife turns to me and she's like why are you so pumped up about being a prostitute right. if it's yeah. hard why does he just go get a job right. he's really dedicated <laughs> to this vision. which is a big hole in the plot because his life is real shit in New York yeah. but there's like definitely he could have made some different decisions than right. trying to like hack so it as a prostitute a, you know a construction job or something right. <laughs> Had like a pretty good life, you know. Yeah. Nineteen sixty. It's like a really big strapping guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then fifty-nine. That was Ben Hur. Oh, okay. Fifty-nine was Ben Hur. Forty-nine was Ben Hur. Yeah, I think he said forty-nine was Ben Hur. Uh oh! If I did, I'm fifty-nine was Ben Hur. I'm up to forty-nine, which is all the King's Men. 
which is That's a movie it. about uh, up and rising political, yeah. like sleazeball in a populist society. Yeah. It sounds like Donald Trump. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, no. Wait, is isn't all the King's Men that about that guy from Louisiana? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, w, I read that book. Huey, I want to say Huey Lewis, but is, yeah. it, is that right? No, it's Huey something. What's his name? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Stark, that's what it is. No, but the actual guy. The guy? The, they, the, the, they remade it with... The, uh, the politician is Willie Stark. In the movie? In the movie? Yeah, the guy who plays him is Huey, Huey Long. Huey Long. Huey Long. Huey Long. Yeah. Have you, uh, you ever listened to any of his speeches? No. They're on YouTube. You should check them out. He sounds a lot like Bernie Sanders. Oh, really? Yeah, he yep. had, he, he's he like had hard, the... He's like a hard socialist. He's like far... He's yeah. to the left of... Uh, yeah. He's to the left. And then he was like a... Uh, he was assassinated and then subject to a huge smear campaign to like tarnish his name. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this movie is based off of that this, this actual guy. Yeah, yeah. He was the governor and then senator from uh, Louisiana. So you uh, had the Great Depression for for twenty years. If I really interesting, really interesting character and uh, kind of terrible. Right, but also kind of amazing. Like, like if he hadn't gotten assassinated, might have been a president, and then like what had what, like our country is today would look so different. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting to think about. Because um, he was like, well, you know, he's kind of like the uh, he's like a real buddy Cianci character, Eli. What it takes to give the people what they want? Well, no. Well, he's like really socialist, but just like when you listen to his speeches, the way that he talks is like very kind of similar to like the Buddy Cianci speeches I've heard, where he's like, Mm. it's very affable, like conversational, like impossible not to like him. Right, right, right. right. Um, Reasonable to the max. Yeah. And just, uh, but like really, really really left you know yeah well i'm excited it uh it it, once i get to 1929 then i go back up and start with uh you know start back at the top so it's a pretty nice system too because i don't know if you guys ever have this issue but when i want to watch a movie but i don't really know what i want to watch that i spend Way too many yeah, minutes yeah. trying to find a movie, and like before I know it, forty minutes have passed, passed by, and I'm like, right, I even want to watch a movie now. You want to know what I do? Is I'm like, oh, I don't want to like invest. I don't know if I want to invest as much time as it'll take to watch a whole movie, you know. And so then I'll watch TV shows, and then I'll watch like ten episodes of a TV show, <laughs> <laughs> like watch TV for like. Five hours, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This is way more economical than watching a movie. <laughs> and in the beginning, I was like, nah, I don't want to watch a movie. I don't want to watch TV for that long. <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway. 
It's been an hour. Um, wow. We've successfully not talked about baseball the entire time. So <laughs> good job. <laughs> well, let's do a quick recap. Jake Arrieta yeah. now plays for some team, Philly. not Phillies. the Cubs. Tune in next week <laughs> to find out who it is. Well, uh, uh, yeah, you guys uh, fucked that up. <laughs> that was our that was our cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess. Uh, that was the teaser. <laughs> oh so yeah. That was uh, yeah. yeah. Like and Mike Moustakis. We didn't talk about Mike Moustakis. Yeah, you know the what? moose. I like the because nobody loves him. Yeah, how the heck did that happen after, yeah. what did he hit, like 38 home runs last yeah, year and no runs. one gave him a deal? He's yeah. getting paid like six million bucks or something. Yeah. That's outrageous. <laughs> uh, I think the Twins are going to be good. The Phillies, here's here's a thought about the Phillies. Oh, yeah, that, Twins are going to be good. Yeah, but, okay, good. what does that do to the over-under? I texted you that question right. earlier. I have no idea the response. answer. Yeah, I do not know the answer to that question. I think what it means is Philly's going to try to get Bryce Hopper. Or they, they are entering the Bryce Hopper sweepstakes. Um, yeah. Because they signed the area to do a three-year deal. So it's kind of right. win now or go home. Right. And so you're thinking that that's like they're, they're going to prove to Bryce Harper that they're serious by like signing Arietta? Possibly. I don't know. Who else do they have? They have a really strong young like core of prospects. Who? Not prospects, the but like yeah. rookies. Yeah. They also signed Carlos Santana, didn't they? I don't know. Good guitar player. Uh, like the sick Mexican guitar player? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my thinking. Um, that, He's just playing the national anthem every single game. At no, Carlos Santana. <laughs> uh, I, I know you talking. I'm about. serious. Yeah. He is. No, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. He's a you made me doubt player. myself there for a second. I was like, Wait a minute. Am I fucking this up? Well, no, but they have. Uh, God, I can't even remember any of the names of these young players that they have. But they have, like, really exciting talent. Uh-huh. Uh, and they overperformed last year. Oh, so uh, They still sucked. But they had a really strong after the All-Star, like, second half of the season uh-huh. based on their this core of really, you know, exciting young talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, <clears throat> I mean, that's, like, a potential that's like something that could be exciting and attempting to a Bryce Harper or a Manny Machado, maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> or whoever, you know, that huge class of free agents next year. Yeah. They can be like, look at this young talented team we have. We, you know, have spent, you know, proven that we're willing to spend money on free agents that are probably going to suck. Hmm. A.K.A. Jake Arrieta, like, we can make this happen for you if you want to come here for a long time and build a dynasty, you know? I feel like that's what the the Red Sox did last year. To Chris Sale. With Chris Sale. No, we traded for Chris Sale. Yeah. But but we, so we, we deal, we, we got Chris Sale and then we, Oh, you're saying for a the Bryce strategy. Harper. 
Yeah, so yeah. like the strategy was that we were giving ourselves a three-year window in which, okay, this is the length of the deal that we gave Chris Sale. We're going to make mega moves within these three years to get ourselves a championship by the third year. And then this offseason, there was a big expectation that some shit was going to go down. And, um, and then it did. And then it did. So, I mean, kind of. Kind of. Like, I, you know, I, I think that probably it's going to be this strategy will be tested by the Red Sox this year. And then the Phillies might be able to learn from it to see if it'll be worthwhile. Because it's, it's it like, it feels anyways very similar to what the Red Sox have been trying to do for the last two years. Right. But do you think that the Red Sox have put together a package with the intention of going after one of these big free agents that's coming out next year? I think that... Or do you think that their, their rebuild process is based around what they have now? Like, are the Red Sox going to make a, make a play for Bryce Harper next year? So I have a couple theories for the Red Sox specifically. The first being that I, I, I see them trying to make a big deal before line this year, uh, uh-huh. mid-season trade, something major. And I think it will be based on sort of how we look as a team leading up into July. Mm-hmm. And if that isn't the case, if, if that doesn't happen and we don't... For a position player? For a position player, for a, a big bat, um, another big bat, you know, a, a slugger. I thought we'd get a slugger, someone even bigger this year, but that didn't happen. So I figure that it'll either happen... Oh, we got the, the biggest slugger on the market, though, didn't we? Yeah, available. Um, but I think that we... You know, I think that the Red Sox will go after another big bat before um, the, the trade deadline or after one of these big free agents next year and deal some of our young talent. Right. So we'll do so. Okay. Yeah, all right. That's, that's what I think. Um, cool. I just, I don't know who's out there tradable, like Jose Abreu at the trade deadline. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, uh, it's people in the last year of their contracts, right? I mean, couldn't, couldn't Manny Machado be dealt with, dealt for throughout the season? Um, I guess so, but I feel like Har- Harper could, we have the... Yeah, we have the left side of the infield kind of figured out, I feel like. Well, well I mean, Bo- Bogarts and Devers? Bogarts yeah. has been streaky at best. Bogarts played the entire last year with a broken ankle, like wrist. He played very streaky with a broken wrist. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, he's right. gotta, they got to show that they can perform. You know, he came out in a flash, but... You know, is just because you have a flashy first year doesn't mean that you'll be sustained over the long. That's all I'm saying. It's like, right? You can't just like someone has one good year and be like, well, that that certainly figures out our third baseman well, slot for the next ten years. Bogart batted like two eighty five last year, and the two years before that, he batted over three hundred, and he had a broken wrist last year. You know what I mean? Like his power numbers were down, his home runs were down last year, but like. He still batted 285, you know? 
which is like 273. 273, still respectable, yeah. you know, uh, especially with an injury. Right. So there's no yeah, reason, no, to, think I'm, that, I'm not, there's I'm no not. reason to think that he won't, you know, <clears throat> there's no reason to think that like Manny Machado is that much better because Manny Machado fucking sucked last year. I'm not a big Manny Machado fan either, but you do think about some of the pieces that you could put together to put to make a run, right? Um, in the second half of the season, and throwing in another big home run bat into the mix, especially if the Yankees are performing up to what everyone seems to think that they will. They will. Well, if they do, then you know. I, Sam, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 100. percent But say they do. <clears throat> yeah. You, you you have to have the ability to react to that or, or just accept that next year will be your year and that's when you make some major moves I would suspect in the offseason. Right. Year. Well I don't think I don't see the Nationals trading Bryce Harper for anything because they're gonna be contending and he's their best player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> the Orioles maybe will do like a trade and sign deal at the deadline if they suck, but they always try to compete. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure like, I'm not sure that franchise can survive a year, another year in which they're not interesting or competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like their their attendance and viewership on the TV has been going down for a number of years, and they've been good. You know. Yeah. I think, yeah, and and if I may be wrong on this, but for some reason I feel like not a lot of monster deals have happened mid-season as of late in in general. Yeah. In in saying that, yeah. No, I think that that's true, and I think that that has also to do with uh, the like. I feel like that's related to why the the free agent season was so slow this year because like, I feel like these GMs are getting more and more kind of stingy in the way that they deal with each other and in the way that they deal with their players. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah, I'll trade this guy for a ridiculous amount. And then the other GMs who, you know, in years past maybe would have done a deal like that are like, no, I'm not going to give up that. Right. I feel like, when like no one's like, I'm not gonna go pay the moose because maybe I can pick him up halfway through the season for a fraction of what he would cost in free agency. Right. <laughs> right. Or maybe I, yeah, exactly. Maybe I get him for a yeah, whatever. I don't know. I can't believe he, no one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, my I mind. Baseball, I feel, has become a weird, huge money and tiny money. It's like a huge money sport with like a real stingy mentality, you know? Yeah. Well, get this. So, um, I was talking earlier about, um, Butler, the cornerback for the Patriots who got, who just signed with the Titans and he signed for three years, 60 million bucks. Uh, that's like almost the same deal that Jake Arrieta got with, the Phillies, right? Right. I mean, didn't it, wasn't it like seventy million that Arietta signed for? Yeah, seventy-five. And, and of course, this is two different sports, but you know, a baseball 
you know, baseball's such a grueling sport for such a long period of time, and a cornerback plays maybe seven minutes of football per week for 16 weeks. Right. I don't know. It blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, how good. you feeling over there? That was good. <laughs> Joel, I, just, how, I was just how the weight sucks. I was just phasing out, kind of listening. That was a <laughs> good talk. Yeah, you you just really sat back. I can see you like sitting way back. Yeah, no, right <laughs> totally. Like you guys go, you got this. <laughs> I will just let this go. <laughs> Baseball think, heavy in the last. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. We're in extra, extra innings right we now. We are definitely in extra innings. I was just letting it go. It's been over an hour, and everything after an hour has been baseball, and nothing before the hour was baseball. <laughs> yeah, I'd say but, a solid 30% of this podcast is put in. No, that was, I, I was listening. That was interesting, but yeah, okay. I think we, we talked about this last week. The ability we looked at, I don't know if you listened to it, Eli. We looked at the top paid athletes of 2016. And all the, uh-huh. and all the baseball players were mostly over the hill. People yeah. like like Ryan Howard. That's why we, we named the episode after Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard is the 52nd most highest paid athlete in the world. As of 2016, and he doesn't play right. baseball. And he's dead. He's dead. Uh, I yeah. I think that our podcast last week, wait, last two, week, that was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, that was like maybe one of the best names. Yeah, on podcast. Yeah. I thought it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was a good podcast too. You guys should go listen to it if you're still yeah, listening. Everyone should listen. Everyone this should this listen podcast is going so long. I'm okay with that though. Um, yeah, if you made it this far, you actually probably already listened to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you would have to be a fucking fan to get this far. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I'm, I'm just thinking of the J.K. Arrieta, Malcolm Butler. Who did, who did Butler sign with? Titans. The Titans. Ooh, Titans are going out. I mean, J.K. Arrieta is older than Malcolm Butler, right? I mean, yeah, probably a little bit. In in relative years, though, like no, yeah, not yeah, not, not in relative, relative years. years. Like that's the question: Is Malcolm Butler past his prime or not? Because I think most so-called experts would say that Jake Arrieta is past his prime. But right, and, and this gets more to I feel like Malcolm Butler's deal is a little bit of a black swan in the sense that it shouldn't happen very often. If you're a cornerback, because, yeah, okay, they only play seven seconds a, a play, seven minutes a day, seven minutes a week, but football will destroy your body infinitely more quickly than baseball will. So, sure. And, and Sure. Uh, I don't know about as a cornerback, though. Pretty, pretty severe. Cornerback is not the most physical position in football, but there is no such thing, really, as a non-physical position in professional football. Kicker, kicker, like, yeah, kicker. punter, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
even then you get you get that's more you get a late hit and you die. Yeah. Or uh, you like try to tackle that guy who's running your kickback yeah. for a touchdown and then you look like a fucking idiot on TV and then you like never recover from that emotionally. Yeah. That's the best part about football. Because you're like Aah! you like try to tackle him and he just like brushes you away just like yeah. gently, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and everyone laughs and laughs, and then they play it over and over again on ESPN because <laughs> you look like a fucking clown. <laughs> That's you, it's hard to come back from that. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. I don't think I don't know if Malcolm Butler is being overpaid. I don't know if Jake Arrieta is being overpaid. He might be. We'll see. I feel like. No, I feel like that's a good deal for Jake Arietta. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's what he's worth. You do. You know what I mean? He's probably worth $23 million for the next three years, you yeah. know? Yeah. Probably. I mean, like, as a going rate for a pitcher, like, he's probably over the hill, but he's still somewhat in his prime, you know? He's, what, 31, 32? Right. People were just worried that his velocity had dropped so much between... 2016 and 2017. Right. Which could be a lot of discipline. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's also going from the most competitive division in the National League to the least competitive division in the National League, you know what I mean? Yes, I do, and I was wondering about that, how much the Phillies are making a run because they know that you just need a little bit to win the NL East. And then you're in the playoffs, and right. who knows what's going to happen. <clears throat> All right, I got to go, though, guys. I'm, get, I'm, about to yep. I'm, I'm literally about to fall asleep. So Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but next week, we will be one week closer to baseball. Yeah, next week, you're going to be in New York, right? And I'm going to be in New York, so we will. let's try to do a New York-based... Um, podcast next week. I don't know how we'll make that work, but we'll figure some bullshit out. It'll yeah. be fun. We'll live tweet the basketball game. We will. Yeah, we're going to a basketball game. Brooklyn versus Charlotte, right? Yep. Nice. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be sick. <laughs> on St. Patty's Day? No, on Wednesday. St. Well, Patty's Day is Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Next, this is next week. A week I from when, a week from tomorrow. I see. That's gonna be lots of fun. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We've been on air for one hour and twenty-two minutes. I don't know how we do it, but <laughs> we do it somehow. We're so good, We're so good at this. <laughs> no commercial breaks or nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's something we've been talking we- about that we might need. Uh, Musical. We we need a Ben Ho style intermission. (laughs) (laughs) All we need is an editor, and then we would have the best twenty-two minute podcast on the internet. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) We'll work out that one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, This has been Dub on the Ump. Have a good night, and I'm gonna play us out. With super goobalistic Good night, everybody. No reason, I was just thinking about the song.
Is this also porn music? Hey, pilot it! Your pizza's here, This would be good porn music, man. I think this could be a thing you're talking to.